And we join now by Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Um, good morning to all the listeners. Feels like I spoke to you uh, almost a decade ago. It feels as though it was been that long. <laughs> but getting back to um, the news on the day, so late on Friday night, Moody's announced the downgrade of South Africa's credit rating by one notch. So please recap for us, where do we stand now with the three big uh, ratings agencies and does this latest move by Moody's change anything significantly? Sakina, um, even after the downgrade by Moody's on Friday, they are still the ratings agency that rate us at the highest level. So um, we are still, in terms of Moody's, at investment grade for both our local and our foreign currency debt. Um, that's, I guess, the good news that we've got in all of this. They have, however, also put us um, on a negative outlook, which means that the next move by Moody's will actually push us into sub-investment grade rating. So that's the best of the, of the three ratings agencies. The next one on the list is S&P, and um, worth remembering that they have only downgraded our foreign currency um, credit, not our local currency as well, and close to 90% of all our um, government debt is actually in local currency terms, so that means it's RAND-denominated debt. So what S&P has downgraded is, is our dollar and euro and, and, and yen and so on denominated debt. So the smaller part of the of the overall debt uh, burden, and then um, which is the one that's got both our local and our foreign currency debt um, at, at sub investment grade. Now the two important ones for us is Moody's and S and P. So um, from that perspective, we're actually in a, in, in still a, a reasonable position because we require both Moody's and S and P to downgrade our local currency debt to sub investment grade before that much dreaded effect of the of the bond index selling, the full selling of, uh, you know, the numbers of around about $100 billion rand worth of debt um, that's been, been mentioned. That will only happen once we have both Moody's and S&P downgraders. So from that perspective, does anything change with this latest move by Moody's? No, certainly nothing changes in the short term, but what it does do is, is the warning lights are flashing um, more insistently and, and, and redder now than they did before. Um, the key drivers by Moody's, very similar to the other two ratings agencies. Um, certainly the, the, the growth prospects feature um, large there and the continued erosion of the fiscal strength due to our high public debt and those contingent liabilities of the state-owned enterprises. But I think what is very interesting is that, that Moody's mentioned as their first reason for the downgrade, what they refer to as the system, the systemic weakening of South Africa's institutional pr- framework. Um, and they do not mean necessarily believe um, policymakers' commitment to promised reforms. So they think that it is unlikely that a political consensus will emerge which supports investment in the economy and reinvigorates the, the reform effort. And if anything, they say that the opposite might even be the case um, with heightened political dysfunction in, in South Africa. Now, this is certainly going to, to hit business and consumer confidence. And um, the risk is now that we've got this downward spiral of the, the recession, missed the targets and then more downgrades. And, and I think that's really where the big risks lie in the medium to longer term is that we, we get trapped in this negative spiral that we've certainly started taking on in the last couple of months.
And then, uh, Narina, the release of first quarter GDP numbers last week, uh, well, that basically served to confirm what most of us have been experiencing, that the economy is in recession. But what is the significance of a so-called technical recession? And what other kind of is there? <laughs> yeah, I agree with you that I think for most of us we are in a recession anyway, not not just technical, a real and actual one. So exactly. I, I guess from a, from an economic perspective, a recession is usually referred to if you have a calendar of negative growth. So if for the whole of 2016 or the whole of 2017 we record a negative growth number, that is what we'd normally refer to as a recession. But the so-called technical recession is if we record two consecutive quarters of negative growth. So we had that in the fourth quarter of last year and in the first quarter of this year, and that is just why this term technical recession is, is being used. Um, but you know what? If we look at the actual underlying numbers of the, the, the GDP growth for the first quarter, it was only the mining and agricultural sector that even recorded positive numbers at all. And, and I would argue that those represent normalization rather than actual growth. So both of those coming off um, weaker bases, um, certainly in the agriculture, we know that it was mostly drought-related. So for me, this doesn't really represent positive economic growth, but rather just a normalization from very, very poor levels to, to something more um, along the longer-term uh, line. The, the problem is that, that a recession weakens tax revenue, and that's going to increase the government's budget deficit, and, and, and that means that we need more state debt. And we've just spoken about um, you know, the inability of government to increase debt under the conditions of, of poor ratings. So that's certainly going to place the country's credit rating under more pressure. Um, a recession also results in less consumption. Um, so, so people just spend less money, and that in turn slows down your value-added tax revenue. So it brings tax revenues definitely under pressure. Where we stand for the second quarter, we've already had mining and manufacturing sector figures out for April. They were worse than expected, um, so, so not, a, not a great picture for the second quarter so far. Uh, on Wednesday this week, we will see the retail sales figure for April come out, so that will be our next clue in terms of um, whether the, the, certainly the consumer is under as much pressure as you and I certainly feel day-to-day on the ground. And then, of course, the next logical question is, where's the relief going to come from, Narina? Uh, the economy is so weak, inflation apparently under control. So does this open the door for the Reserve Bank to reduce interest rates at least? You know, I would like to say that all else being equal, yes, it should. But you know what? In, in a policy meeting in May, um, Reserve Bank Governor Lissetjachanyahu played down the prospects of, of a cut in interest rates because he says that the risk to inflation posed by the currency volatility, um, specifically in this light of domestic political uncertainty and the credit ratings downgrades, that is still too much of a risk. And just last week at a, at a Nedbank conference, Brian Kahn, one of the NPC members, also confirmed that for the Reserve Bank, their focus really is about price stability. They appreciate and, and acknowledge that a cut in interest rates at this stage is not really going to do anything to our growth outlook. And if anything, it just poses and um, increases the risk that um, should the currency weaken, they might actually have to act by increasing interest rates quite soon. So I think they will probably continue to err on the side of caution and not just cut interest rates um, 
and, and um, too quickly. But I guess on the on the positive side, because we've got to finish this uh, on a positive note, we can't start the week so negatively. Um, you yep. did also say that the inflation forecast at the Reserve Bank is based on an average currency of 13 rand 60 to the dollar. So certainly where we are at the moment, below 13 to the dollar, it means that um, there is certainly some scope that the inflation forecast of the Reserve Bank will be moderated. Um, and, and also, if they were to cut rates, that certainly will boost confidence. And confidence is one of the key things that we've got in terms of keeping economic growth going. And that would also be positive for our ratings expectations because agencies says they're looking for growth possibilities that will aid fiscal sustainability. So who knows? Maybe we will get lucky after all and we will get a, a ratings cut sometime, sorry, an interest rate cut before the end of this year. Uh, but, but I do think uh, that we still need to get some, some more certainty around, certainly on the inflation outlook side before the Reserve Bank will do that.